Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk IDP for beginners. We'll have some intermediate stuff in there, too. But if you're thinking about taking the leap into IDP, this is the show to listen to. Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. Thanks for joining us again on the Back Row Fantasy Show. As always, it's Bark, and to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my front is Lambert. Hey. And to my right is Hux. Hey, guys. It's it's a four-man show. The echo is a little better. Still working on it. Yeah, it's not it's not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, but, but it's But we're not done. No, we're not done. Like this isn't the final product. Yeah. It is the final countdown though. Okay. IDP. See, now you see where we're going with this. There we go. Hey, first things first. Uh, we can't possibly start a show without talking about AB's frozen feet. Oh, frosty feet, AB. And the fact that he will not play if he don't get away of the old helmet. I don't want to record if I can't use my old microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as the resident Raiders fan, like, like we've okay. We played a third and a fifth for him. Still not a bad move for the Raiders. Bonehead moves by AB. Um, I believe it was Justin Gatlin, the uh, Olympic sprinter, had a similar injury. And, um, well, it took him two or three months to get healthy. And, well, I mean, that's obviously getting into the season. So Yeah, but is it is it possible that AB is pulling this whole helmet thing now because he's done playing anyways? He's not but- done playing. He wants to make another excuse right now, other than his feet. He does. He's like, "Oh no, you give me my helmet!" Like that's that's what he's trying to do. That's insane. Here's here's my he's take insane. on all of it. He's that's Mister Big Chest. He's nuts. <laughs> my take on all of it uh, is, you know what, Tyrell Williams. I mean, go out and get him. Look at the value. I mean, for now, as as he's as a, a Raider, I would I would just go get Michael Crabtree. Yeah, well, he was a Cardinal for a the second, Raiders. Should for a second. yeah. <laughs> I'm just referring from a fantasy aspect. What about Hunter Renfro? I mean, Ty, Tyrell Williams. They say Hunter he's been Renfro. playing in the slot. Renfro has been. Yeah, is he worth picking up now that AB is obviously not going to start the season? I mean, it looks like he's not going to start the season. What about Darren Waller? Darren, that's such a. I still find it hard to believe that Darren Waller is going to be good. I can't say Waller almost as hard to believe as Matt Lacoste. Yeah, it's like a, a Southern Ohio where like, <laughs> man, I wallered in that pool all day long. They got JJ Nelson also. Yeah, there's basically no one of value for me on that team outside of Williams. I mean, Renfro supposedly looked really good, so I mean, it, it's 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 possible to, it to is roll the dice on Renfro. All right. 
Kitten, it's kitten. the Raiders. They're they're not going to be yeah. good. Anyways. So so all right. The rookies who shine historically, none of them are five foot two. You know, slot receivers like yeah. n- nobody. Hunter Infer, he doesn't test well. He's not excessively fast. He's just a worker. He's gonna he's gonna outlearn and outwork everybody. It's a it's a new NFL. You, you don't have to be tall. I I understand that. I, I, I'm Mary. just saying. As a rookie wide receiver, this is never the body type that breaks out. Can we agree? To, I mean, oh, well, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard for rookie wide receivers to break out. To oh, oh, yes, but if we look at Odell Beckham Jr., you know, I mean, there's some guys in the in the past that have done it. But I mean, you're talking are, about one of the all-time talented receivers, I and then Hunter Renfro. Okay, but it takes. A while for you know just a shifty little slot receiver, oh, and my, a while. the the oh, emphasis on little slot receiver to make it you know to quote unquote break out like the Danny Amendola's and Julie Ed, Julian Edelman's are not the first year in the league. They're not superstars. Well, listen, this is totally unrelated. But do you think they say this kind of body type is not the type that breaks out in porn? Um, based on previous experience, yes. Like, do they do they have lingo like that? Like, oh, I really feel it's her breakout year. Uh, tested well, just doesn't have the size. <laughs> T- tested well, came came back clean, but we're not sure about the body type. Well, hey, I mean, but she's a worker. She'll outwork every one of them. She's the first one in. She's the last one to go. <laughs> I was more thinking whenever, like, women never. I don't think there's there's a body type for every woman in that industry. There's not a lot of dudes built like us, though. You know what I mean? No, we definitely don't have a... Uh, well, I don't know. Dad bods are in. I bet there's dad bod porn now. I'm, I feel like I'm built like Ron Jeremy from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> and the groin down. like just Well, that, knees down, knees probably. Down, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, knees yeah. down because he gets there. Everything in the middle. Huh? Yeah. Just, just everything from uh, the whole thigh area in. I'm going to do my best arm suppression. Listen, guys. Let's talk about football. Can we just talk football? Football. I don't want to talk football. Okay, we'll talk. You, you still you, want to talk porn? No, 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 no. All right. Some good Amish stuff up lately. It's it's not real Amish stuff. They don't. Uh, they, they won't allow their picture to be taken. That's true. I'm just saying. I got to be excited. Wait, what? Is that true? Yes. Yeah, Amish Can't. don't don't allow. They, they hand you an ID that says it literally st- a state ID that says. Photo, or ID valid without photo. Dude, I've been to Amish country and I've taken photos of Amish people. They, well, did, they didn't know about you it. You basically stole they, their soul. Yep, you stole their soul. They wow. will go to hell now. I've got, I've got quite a few souls on my phone right now. <laughs> Why did you take pictures of the Amish? Are you some kind of voyeur? Maybe. You like, Why you got uh, judge? This is Lambert's breakout year, mate. He's been studying the Amish right. and how hard they work That's and how they right. churn the butter and... And this is this is the year the labor breaks out this industry. The two-handed butter churning. They should have a draft, like with pick one hundred and one. Johan McYoder over there, man. He's a he's a worker. Uh, Weighing in at a nice, cool two hundred seventy-five pounds, solid muscle. I believe he's going to be a starting defensive end. Seems fat for an Amish guy. With the one hundred solid muscle though, still two seventy-five. That's a uh, that's a big Amish dude. With the one hundred one, Brazzers selects Alexis what, Texas. What if he's six foot like eight? <laughs> okay, like, I'm just like, you didn't mega, say height, like a mega Amish guy. I like it. Like it, I raised a barn by myself, just one hand. Boom. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. Now, around here, if you, if you don't have Amish or Mennonites in your area. It's amazing to see how fast they can work. Did you say Mennonites? Mennonites. 
He I says he takes tights. many men at night. Dave Chappelle was fantastic in men in tights. Robin Hood. He was at in men you? in tights? Yeah, man. Really? Yeah. It was, it's it, been a long was time that since I've seen it. Was that his name? Achoo? Yeah. Because that guy's Achoo. like, Jew? Here? <laughs> it's like, no. All right. Uh, Classic. But yeah, so so AB's lost his mind. Uh, I, it's not I, new, though. That's not new. That I, Well, it's getting worse. It's getting crazier. So, I, Do you think it all went back to getting destroyed by Vontez Burfecht? I was thinking CTE could be. I mean, what other explanation is there? He was not this way before. What, he was go one slightly diva-ish, but not like not, this. Not from the first year or two. He was nothing, and he knew it. And then he breaks out. Was it the money and the fame, or was it hits to the head? Money and the fame goes a, a long way in creating a god complex. Something. I don't. I don't. It's. It's terrible though. Other news. Uh, Duke Johnson, Houston Texans. Traded for a uh, conditional fourth, I believe, in 2020. Yep. What do you think about the value of Duke Johnson right now? Um, I still – I'm not in the Lambert camp where I think the Lamar, Lamar Miller is – I mean, he is fantasy useful. You are 100% right on that. But I don't think he is uh, good enough to hold off Duke Johnson from getting a significant share of all the touches. I see 50-50 from the get-go. How bad, how bad did yep. Kiki get hurt? Not bad. I haven't heard yet. It's not serious. Again? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Kiki, what were you doing? Tying your shoes? He's the next Will Fuller. <laughs> I'm just saying, Duke Johnson would fill in nice in his type of role. I Duke see, Johnson can play the I see slot. Duke Johnson getting the same play as he did in Cleveland. Lamar Miller the, never gets below 1,100 yards. The year he finished, what, sixth? So, I mean, something ridiculous? No, I'm, I'm I mean, serious. He's... Okay, and PPR, yeah, he's he's still valuable. I I want Duke Johnson. Don't get me wrong, That's but what I, I, was I don't say. think he wants you too, buddy. Good. I just don't think he's gonna he's not gonna go down and take the starting job. I don't think he takes takes starting job by any stretch of the imagination. But what I do think is he immediately moves into that third down back row that Lamar Miller could never fill. Like Lamar Miller, just for everything you saw him coming out of college, like this guy's going to be a three down back. Like he can catch the ball. Nope, not in the NFL. Yeah, I def- definitely think he adds that that one dimension that Houston's been lacking. I think in every it seems like every time Houston actually gets a guy to take those short and intermediate routes, they're just constantly hurt. Yeah, well, Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti, which not. I know Fuller's a burner too. But. What? And then you got the the running backs. They they've been looking for a passing down back for years. Like Lamar Miller is adequate, but they've tried Tyler Irvin. Uh, th- there's like three or four other guys before him. Like. Did they bring in Kenyon Barner for a short time a year or two ago? Like they keep bringing I in. I think these, you're thinking of uh, Carolina. Maybe, but but Houston keeps bringing in these scat backs, and none of them work out as like a threat out of the backfield. And now they get Duke Johnson. So, do they not work out just because it's not maybe their style of play? Or it, it could be. It I mean, it could be one talent. of many things. But uh, I mean, obviously, it, Duke's talent more talented than yeah. the guys you just named. But. If it ever was going to work, it's it's now is basically what I'm saying. Is, is Duke's going to be able to be that guy if they need him, and he's an underrated runner right, as well. Let's, let's place a value on Duke Johnson, though. That, that's um, that, that's what we're here for. So let, like, what are you willing to give up for Duke Johnson right now? Well, let's talk draft first. What what round? I'm, I'm going to say nine. I, I need the rest of my roster filled out. 
I mean, all of my offense players have to be voted out before I'm approaching Duke Johnson. Got to remember that mock draft where I didn't have a running back laying <laughs> yeah. to me for. Like you got to do what you got to do. But sometimes. real people actually don't draft six running backs in a row. Well, I mean, if I know that that draft was kind of <laughs> obvious because of the computer, but okay, I got. I think I got Miles Sanders in the eighth or ninth yeah. that draft. Yep. So. I'd have to go with Duke after that, so right. 10th. Yeah. And, you know, 10th, maybe That's true. 11th. What about in uh, next year's but, rookie picks? But to be fair, like Arms just said, computers, two different computers, obliterated running back. Right. Those guys would have probably moved up around maybe two yeah, so if probably. it was a normal draft. Because, yeah. I mean, what would you say? One team took six running backs? Yeah, there were six out of, six out of like seven or eight, seven or eight picks was running back. But Freaking embarrassing. As a next year's rookie pick, I'd probably – I don't know. I'm wanting to say a second's probably too high. I feel like if I'm, I'm if I'm a contender and it's I'm my okay second, yeah, second. I'm, I'll, take a, I'll throw a late second at him. Yeah, yeah, late second. Absolutely. If I, if I know I'm going to be picked 201, I'm not doing it. But Yeah. Right. Yeah. And player value, like you brought up. Uh, I, I would trade like a up-and-coming – second or third receiver not wide receiver two or three but like on their team yeah like a, a christian i hate to say christian kirk i'll trade christian kirk right now if i had him for I, Duke johnson yeah I would too. Uh, yeah i'll stick with it i would probably but take like i that. would probably trade every wide receiver in arizona for duke johnson right now wouldn't go that far who would you rather have for some reason, I I, I, some, I believe I in some potential there. I mean, I believe in. But you got Andy potential, and then you've got something that's actually produced. That's true too. So, I mean, I, so let me ask you this: So, if we're looking at running backs, obviously he's somewhat a, at best a timeshare guy, right? He's not going to be the number one. So, throwing this out here, Royce Freeman. No. You, you're going to keep Royce Freeman over Duke Johnson? I, I'm going to keep him, but that has very little to do with value. I think I think their values are probably close to equal. But but for me, I, I see Royce as a guy that could be a bell cow. Like, he's one Philip Lindsay injury away from being a bell cow. What about a guy like Naheem Hines, who probably has a similar role as Duke Johnson? I'd rather I think have Duke. I'd, I'd take Duke. Have, I'd rather have Duke. And that, that may not even be the right choice. It, I mean, Andrew Luck, pass catching back, they might produce – yeah. Spot on, but for some reason, give me Duke. All right, so I'm going to go a little higher on the list. LaShawn McCoy. Give me Duke. Give me Duke. I have no faith I, in LaShawn McCoy. I think I take Duke as well. Yeah. Yeah. LaShawn. Yeah, Shady's about done. I, I agree. I think, obviously, his best years are behind him, oh. and I don't think it's going to be close going the, forward. The news clips were literally like an hour apart. Devin Singletary getting first-team reps. It didn't say all of them. It said getting a healthy dose of first-team yeah. reps. LaShawn McCoy, they've told me I'm, I'm the guy. The guy. <laughs> like, well, of course they have. Like, They need your body for camp, bro. Yeah, of course you're the guy. They didn't say when. You're the guy for preseason. Not, not the guy for the season. That's Devin Singletary. And TJ Yeldon, maybe. I don't know. We'll they see. say Yeldon's on the bubble. Thanks for sending them to me. I, I had to I, he'll get cut, and then I'll, I'll curse you. You give but, me a fourth. So, that bad. yeah. All right. I'm going to scroll through the list here just to throw out some names. How about uh, uh, J-Jaw or Duke? Ooh. J-Jaw. I want, yeah, I want our Sega. Okay. I just wanted to see where that ceiling might be. And then we know now that anything under J-Jaw value-wise That's just in our me minds. personally, though. I mean, Well, I, no, it's me, too, and yeah. I bet it's Hux. J-Jaw or Duke? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I was wrong. He's not even paying attention to the conversation at this point. I am. 
I'm just trying to, you know. Speaking fight. of running backs by committee, while you're doing whatever, arms, uh, Damian Williams. Yeah. Andy Reid came they out and said it. they want to do a running back by committee in Kansas City. Right. Well, I mean, every almost every team is a running back by committee now, but I, I, it looks like they've got some talent. Which one of the rookies? I get them freaking confused because they're all Williams or Thompsons. I Darwin. Can't even, Darwin Thompson, I, is that? Yeah, that's okay. the, the short, shifty guy yeah. out of Utah State. A little treat co-and clone. So yeah. I'm going to throw a couple yeah. more names at you. Adrian Peterson. Give me Duke. Duke. Okay. Why'd you throw that name at us? San Francisco. Any of them. Duke. Duke. Tevin Coleman. <laughs> Tevin Coleman. Brita. Um, Jordan Howard. Duke. Mm. Duke. Miles Sanders' job. Duke can beat out Lamar. Yeah, I'll go Duke. E- either of the Tampa Bay running backs, Peyton Barber or Rojo. Duke. Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually we thinking might be, about it. Give we me might Duke. be valuing give me, give me Duke. a little too I'll probably go with if I could if I had both of them, I'll keep both of them. You know, but as far as the Tampa Bay backs, but if I had one of them, I'll take the flyer. On Duke. I think Duke is more proven than the two. So even Kenyon, even even if you give me Rojo and Peyton, give me Duke. Kenyon Drake. Um, Kenyon Drake. I'm, I'm, a Drake. I'm a believer. Yeah. Give me Drake. Caleb uh, Balazs is not that good. Scrolling through, that's a that's really. I think we pretty much established his value right in the right range. Everyone below him, like no one's taking Jamal Williams over Duke. No one's taking you know no. Doug Martin over Duke. Um, how about the Seattle running backs? Mm, give me the Seattle running backs. Yeah. I think Rashad Penny's more talented. I was gonna say which one? Either or if you had Chris Carson, do you keep Chris Carson? Yeah, I, I think you have to. The the weird thing about Seattle is. Both of those guys could blow up together, or they could. Both of them are capable, so I will give Duke for either Carson or Rashad. Just playing my 50-50 okay. odds. Deion Lewis, Duke. Duke, Duke. Never did care for Deion Lewis much. Daniel Jones, uh, I'll seven take out for Duke. seven. Duke over Daniel no, Jones. No, I, I was transitioning. <laughs> seven for seven. Let a touchdown drive. Looked. I know it's preseason, but uh, Daniel Jones looked. Pretty solid, like Paxton Lynch. <laughs> yeah, Paxton Lynch looks solid. No faith in the preseason. No, no, it's it's almost not even worth talking about unless you're talking about stories like the Cleveland kid that was sleeping on the street and then walk, you know, got to try out and return. To that's great, and I hope he makes the team. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's stuff like that. That's that's where we're at. The revenge game. That's about the story. Christian of the week. Wade. You see that? What about him? I don't. I didn't see that. Who is that? The guy that was a rugby player came over for Buffalo. First touch, 65-yard touchdown? No, I didn't I didn't. Who was the rugby that. player in San Fran? San Fran, yeah. That, uh, two years ago. I rooted for that guy I so know, hard. I did, too. And I, I can't remember his name at all. But I really wanted him he to succeed. Out. Yeah, pretty quick. He had a couple but, but touchdowns. You know a lot of them do. When mean, they, but when they gave him the ball, he looked okay. Right, yeah. He did. Absolutely. I mean, he looked like he belonged. He but, broke off a couple long runs. Yeah. I wonder if they do that in the porn industry. Like, she's going to break off a couple long runs this week. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> long runs, like, you know, back-to-backs, two-a-days, stuff like that. <laughs> two-a-days. Oh, so, I got it. But I, I got the joke. All right. All right, all right. So, any more news and notes we want to talk about or are we diving in? Uh, I think at this point, um, I know there's something you're pretty excited about. Is there? Yeah. Tool released a new album. Oh yeah, I wasn't going to mention it on here. Tool, Corn, so much. Slipknot all released new albums. But not albums, not albums. Tool released a new song. Oh, they didn't go with the whole album. Corn released a new song. I'm ashamed that I know that. 
because they suck. Yeah, I always like corn. Is lifting but music? I used to like corn. I just don't still like listen to him when I lift. It's like Limp Biscuit. Like that era is just way over. But I, I get it. But to be fair, Tools era is probably over too. Yes. Yes. Uh, never, it, never been a fan. Sorry. With, with oh, it's all good. They, they it takes a special kind of intelligence. They had to be what a tool fan. ten albums, and all ten of them are the top ten albums on iTunes uh, downloaded right now. No, they don't have ten. They have four songs. Well, You're probably thinking songs. No, their yeah. albums that are albums. their albums that are released are all the top oh. downloads right now on iTunes. I thought yeah, they had there, more. Than there, there's there's a hell of a following. I mean, there's like a deep rooted. It just blows my mind that they haven't... I hate to compare it to this, but it's like Juggalos. Tool fans are like Toolgalos. I mean, more can be said about the uh, description of your personality when wearing the shirt than the, you know, the preference of bands, but whatever. You're talking about Juggalos, right? No. Oh, shit. Tool. No, I'm just joking. Actually, I like Tool. They're not, like, one of my favorite bands, but I I do like them. I would crack on Hux for having, like, a Juggalo tattoo, but I have a Tool tattoo, so I can't really say anything at all. Uh, anyhow, is I got is. nothing. It, it is, is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, the song it took a few listens to grow on me. I'll throw that out there, just because it's been thirteen freaking years since they released anything. So it did take a minute to grow on me. And yes, I did pay for the pre-order CD that cost forty-five dollars. Holy lord, forty-five dollars. Forty-five dollars. People the, still buy CDs. Well, they what's, do now. What's a CD? Okay, so so got, this CD comes s- with a four-inch LCD screen with never-before-seen an exclusive footage, and it has a speaker built into the packaging. So the CD has a TV and a speaker on it, basically, which I guess and, is why it was 45 bucks. It won't be worth that. Oh, no doubt about it, because but, within, what, a month, it's going to be online for you to just view on a much larger screen, like your TV or computer. More than likely. Absolutely. Nerd. More than likely. But when you've waited 13 years for a Tool album, you're like, 45 bucks? Four-inch screen? It's like buying an iPhone all over again. I'm in. Give, uh, give it to me. Click. Buy. One-click purchase. Okay. So we had a pretty solid amount of listeners actually ask us to do an IDP for beginners show. I, I hope this means IDP is growing. You know, I'm still, it should. I, I hope it I, should. You know what? I've talked to four people this week that just joined their first IDP league. That's well, the well, way. Late, but it's the way the industry's going. I think there's Debbie too. That scares me, but because I there's I'm a, not ready. Man, to get you've got to be into I'm honestly it to do shocked Debbie, it's taken this taking this long for IDP to catch on. I don't know that it's caught on. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't really. know say it yet. I hope so. I hate I hate that people are taking kickers out of leagues. Yeah, I don't like that either. You, but, there's traditions. But I think I think IDP needs to start in the upswing. I think Superflex is is okay, but I, I think okay. IDP should be the next level. I would still I stand by the fact that all Superflex is is a two quarterback league. I mean, basically, yeah. but they do yeah. have the the flex position where you can throw running back, wide receiver, tight end in, but that's not exciting. We were doing that in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, Debbie might be the next big thing. IDP might be the next big thing. I don't know. I don't know, but people are definitely starting to get a little bit bored with your typical dynasty. I think like dynasty has been around for a long time. Oh yeah. But so, I think the problem with Debbie is you've got to watch college and yeah, pro. And or there's just not take a stabs. Well, 
that's what I do most of the time. So so to start off with this, let's just uh, talk about how you should set up, you know, deal with your commissioner. If you are the commissioner, you know, listen, if you're doing a full point PPR and then, you know, basically the rest of being standard scoring, your six point touchdowns, um, you know, the what one point every 10 yards on receivers and running backs, Mm -hmm. you know, I, to me, if you're going to do IDP, that's where you've got to really make the value of a tackle worth it. A tackle's got to be worth more than an assist, usually double. Um, so the way I like to see it is an assist be worth 0.75, mm-hmm. a tackle be worth point and a half, and then, of course, you get your sacks between three and four points. Dude, I saw there was a league that had sacks at, like, five. Yeah. I play in a league that has sacks at six, and it disgusted oh, me. That's gross. It's a little much. Yeah. Four is the well, max. It, the problem with that is I would say three. Sacks are six, and tackles and assists are both .75. I'm like, okay, so basically get J.J. Watt above, you know, Darius Leonard. Like, what What the heck? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the thought of that. But, I don't really like the putting the premium on a certain position, but, I mean, I, I, you want the – Stars to matter, so yeah. exactly. Yeah, there's no, there's no exact science to IDP because no matter how you spin it, line unless you give a ton of points to interceptions and pass deflections, linebackers are your, are going to be your bread and butter. I was, if if you score it right, I was going there next. And they should so be your pass yeah, defenses, should. a non interception, a point, you know, between point seven five and a, a you know point and a half. Uh, interception. I have no issue with interception being worth you know between two and four points. No, something in that range. I do think you should have a premium on an interception return for a touchdown. What counts as a touchdown? Yes, but it should be to me worth you know. Obviously, you're going to get the interception, which if that, if that's the case, it's worth let's say three points. You get the touchdown, which is worth you know six. So I mean, you get nine points right there, but. If it is a pick six, I mean, you're not getting the yards like you would with offense, right? So maybe if it's a pick six, maybe we give it eight points for you know for that for the touchdown. You know what I mean? Like I have no issue with that. My point is those big time plays by big time players make those valuable. I'm not sure if it's even an option, but is there fumble return yards, interception return yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, there is. Oh, really? Yeah, you just I mean, you yeah, just do you like can a have point, point one or we, point two. We or don't have them, no. but if you st- if you create a league and and start like looking it'd be into a hard it, stat to follow. Yeah, it would. Like you'd see that your guy has like thirty some points for the week, and you're like, how in the world did he get that? <laughs> well, but I, mean, I guess my fantasy league does tell you how yeah, he got yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it would help put the premium on a pick six, like Arms is saying. And then, of yeah. course, but man, if it's a wide open field, do you really want? I, I, I don't know. I get it, but I mean, I also, if it's a hundred yard interception return, that's different. Like, like, come on, man. Yeah, I do have juked some guys. Yeah, and in addition to that, I also feel like you should have value on your strips that you know extra value on your strip sack. So you you still get the sack, of course, which NFL statistics so it's going to be a sack. Force fumble, you got to give somewhere between a point and a half and three points, maybe even up to four. And then, of course, the fumble recovery's got to be between two and four points as well. Well, you pose a great question. Do they say strip sack in point? No, not that I'm aware of. But my point of all this is building your IDP to be competitive with offensive players to where you actually have to start paying attention to defense. You don't want, once again, a 
wide receiver three, low end to outscore Bobby Wagner. That's that's ridiculous. No, no, you. Let, let's talk about where you even start looking at looking. Boy, I'm getting Appalachian tonight. When you start looking for IDP players, I went back and I looked at every single startup draft I could find, and. It's the usual suspects. I mean, it's me in the league with Arms or Lambert or Hux or all three or one or two here, one or two there, and other guys that we know. But it it starts at round five. That, Every <laughs> single league, somebody starts the linebackers out in round five. That doesn't mean it starts a run because I saw half the leagues where it didn't. But someone, usually smart, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say IDP for beginners – one of my first rules is don't let it go past round, I'll say six, before you start taking defense. As long as the scoring is like Arm said. If it's if it's like low priority, you could probably wait till round nine. Yeah. But if it's what Arm said, which is what I think a beginning league should start with, is that .75 assist, one and a half point tackle, uh, round five is kind of the key point. As long as the draft didn't fall weird and a bunch of people took guys that belong in round seven and eight, round five is where that first linebacker should. And it's going to be your stud linebacker, like that's your premier. Even though there's a mix, like you could choose from three guys as the premier. But there's about five. five, It's it's going to be an inside linebacker that goes first, as it should be. You mean not Khalil Mack? No. Unless sacks are worth six points, as Arms was saying. But that to me, that whenever I saw that uh, setting, I'm like, uh, what? This is not correct, I don't think. I, in that particular what? league, I want to say something like, I don't know, Justin Houston was the top scoring linebacker the previous year. I'm like, this, there's no way that's right. I mean, you want to go out and get your studs, and you want to start in the fifth or sixth round. Inside inside linebackers, I mean, you could probably wait on a star safety for later, 10 maybe. So I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of release my strategy on this. And it, it starts in round five. I start looking for a premier linebacker. When you think premier linebacker, you, just, you look at them just the same way you would a premier wide receiver, right? You know, the best of the best are just kind of separate themselves. There's about five, six premier wide receivers that you feel like you feel like you've got the best receiver in the league if you have one of those five or six, right? Yeah. Same way with linebacker. If you have one of those five or six guys, you feel like you've got the best linebacker in the league. Like To me, I address linebacker almost identically to the way I address wide receiver. Well, it's a position. Pretty close. And, and I draft to win positions. Exactly. Yep. So if if I don't care if I'm the first person taking a linebacker, but I'm going to take the best one or the one that I think is the best. And I'm going to win that position over everyone else in the league. Yeah. So if you're that guy drafting the linebacker around five, guess what? You've started yourself out at winning that position in your league. And now let me ask you guys. Do you go, let's say it's round five, because in theory you've got two running backs, two wide receivers at this point. Maybe running back wide two running backs, wide receiver, and a tight end. All right. So you go premier linebacker. Do you immediately turn back around and if let's say, let's say you go Darius Leonard at pick 5-5. Five, five. If it comes back to you and let's say Deion Jones or Leighton Vanderesh is there, are you going to go ahead right there in round 6 and take them as well? 100%. It would be the I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and the reason being is if you started if you looked for that top linebacker in round 5, that means there was no 
really good running back or receiver that fell in the draft. Exactly. So why would you turn around in the next round and pass on another elite linebacker for a guy that you weren't going to take him in round five on offense? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, grab grab your top ten players. As soon as, as, soon as every position on offense, the top ten are gone, excluding quarterback, because there's still top ten guys in round six, seven, eight. 15. But, yeah. But but as soon as the top 10 running backs and wide receivers are gone, there's no reason to pass up on top 10 linebackers if two of them fall to you. No reason at all. I mean, you're you're putting yourself at a great advantage if you are able to grab a Deion Jones and a Van Der Esch. That, that is a killer linebacking course. core from the start. Yeah, I'm almost always round five, six, going back-to-back linebacker. Unless, you know, if, I'm, if I got a late round five pick and there's been – you know, everybody's on this linebacker kick. You know, I might – I'm not going to – I don't want to finish the run. I'm not going to take a, a guy that's – I know you said top ten, but – I, I don't might, know. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the people in the top ten at the end of the fifth round. You know, I mean, thinking names like uh, Telvin Smith, Corey Littleton, like, you're not terribly upset about that. I'm like, upset with Telvin Smith. This yes, year. Absolutely. me too. Right now, there's been no news, no news at all on him. Anyways, anyways I get my point. I get, traditionally, you're right. He must really be done. But anyways, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I, just me though. I don't. I don't want to be the one finishing the run on the guys. I might start another run with another position. I might go ahead and take that top safety, and then move on. I don't. Five is probably a little early for a safety, but so yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of safety that early because your your top one is. They they oh they move around in ranking as far as where they finish the year. It's a lot more sporadic than linebacker. Like linebackers, your usual suspects are probably going to be there. But DB, a guy like Jordan Poyer a couple of years ago, will jump out of nowhere to take that th- third or fourth yeah, spot. Top six. And there's anyway. more than one guy that does that in the top ten. Like who was it? Uh, Bill's cornerback Hux was it? Tr- White. Tre- Tre- White. He his rookie year wasn't he like a top fifteen or twenty? I think he was yeah, top he was a, ten. He was a yeah. beast. Yeah, he was an absolute beast. But well, and then Denzel the Ward year, looked good last year too. Right through and the first half, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. Odds are you're not going to have. I mean, just say, you know, standard leagues probably what twelve teams usually. I know Typically, we do sixteen yeah. teams, which we I prefer. But I mean, odds are the whole league's not going to take a linebacker in the fifth round, so you're not going to. Sorry about that. We had some race car effects. We'll <laughs> shut the window. Odds are you're not going to have that many linebackers go ahead of you if you're at the end of the round. But I mean, right? And really, you want to get safe there. you want to get those premier positions that's going to put up the most points. So you want to take a defensive end over a defensive tackle. Absolutely. You want to take an inside linebacker over an outside linebacker. They're yep. they're they're going to be marked as linebackers regardless. But you want check depth charts. You want to get the inside guy. You want to take safeties over corners just because they're going to put up. They're going to have yep. more tackles, uh, possibly more interceptions. It's just. That's the better position in the defensive back. Right. Stay so, away from corners with names. They don't matter right. as much as the names make you think they do. Patrick Peterson is an amazing corner, but right. he's terrible for fantasy. Yeah, because he doesn't touch the ball that often. No one no throws, one throws it. Yeah. Simple as that. So Your best corners are guys that get roasted. So I like to you know always try to relate this back to offense. So in you guys' opinion, I feel like it's going to be consensus around here. So let's say you, you – very realistically, you're in round nine at this point. You've got two linebackers. Do you go ahead and fill out your linebackers before you take a quarterback 
I mean, at what point it, it in depends. an IDP, in a let's say a 12-team IDP or 16-team IDP, at what point, I mean, are you trying to get at least half your defense filled out before you go for quarterback? I am, yes. But but usually the reason I do that is because you, you look at your defense, you got two linebackers, you got the top safety uh, in the game, in your opinion, and then you look at the quarterback list and Breeze is left, Stafford is left, Goff is left, Rivers, yeah. Rivers is left, like – Roethlisberger is left like you know one of those guys are going to make it another round so you take your defensive guy again I agree and then when the next round rolls around you look and see sometimes those four guys are still there agreed a lot of the times there's three of them there so you again can wait a whole nother round probably and grab another defensive guy have your linebackers and your dbs filled out before you ever take a quarterback. Now, you just got to watch the quarterbacks. You can't, That's not a rule. You shouldn't do that three and three linebackers, defensive I was going to say, but, I could see filling out linebackers, but probably not defensive I was going to say, defensive if, back if they they sketchy out of the I mean, top. Yeah, if you can yeah grab, I guess it just depends on how the draft's going. Yeah, if you can grab Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams and Jordan Poyer, Harrison Smith, do it. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then gamble that one of those guys are going to be later. And if they're not, you got to take Garoppolo, so be it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like you're that far disadvantaged. You know, whenever if that's the the quarterback you end up with, and I guess my, the point here is our draft strategy doesn't change with quarterbacks; it just pushes them further back. I right. still want most of my roster filled out before I address quarterback, and hopefully a, a Jared Goff falls to me. Right, and if not, there's another strategy at hand here. You you fill out your linebackers, you fill out your defensive backs, your wide receivers, your running backs. You passed on all those quarterbacks. There's no Breeze. There's no Rivers. There's no Golf. There's no Stafford left. But you, but you know what you can do. Great thing about quarterback, you got your defense filled out except for defensive line. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, back to back. One of those guys are going to be fantasy relevant. Agreed. So you you can do it. You can fill your defense out and not take a quarterback because I guarantee. One of those two guys, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, who both you can get late after you fill a defense, one of them's going to be very good at fantasy this season. Guaranteed. One so, of them. Maybe both of them, but one of them for sure. So are we in consensus pretty much if you can fill out your linebackers, we address that first? Absolutely. Now, if Not you, a rule, but no, no, it, no, it's no. definitely the, the black you, shade of you've the gotta, gray You've got to pay attention to what's happening. Right. In the draft. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting, you know, someone who's starting to get, you know, it's getting sketchy based on their, maybe their uh, situation, their age, maybe I mean, they're coming rather, off of an injury. I would rather pick a quarterback over my third linebacker or third safety. Depends on who it if is. It's, yeah. If that, it's if it's getting to the point where quarterbacks are coming off the right. board. Well, if it's a point where the best linebackers are gone and you're looking at your third linebacker spot and Vince Williams is the best on the board, yeah, you take a quarterback. Agreed. Okay. But so, but if there's a guy like Levante David left, and you get him as your third, you do it. Okay. So, do you go ahead and address defensive back at that point? Again, it depends on who's there. Uh, uh, to to me, to me, once the top five are gone, you might as well wait. Okay. You you can take shots on your film study and your gut at, at that point. All right. So. To move on, can we all agree that defensive end is just tied in on defense? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah outside the top five-ish. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I mean, who's going to be the number one defensive end this year? But there's not a there's not a big a gap as between your number one defensive end and your number 
10 as there is no. in, in tight end. Oh, there's no. a, there's a, a chasm between 1 and 10, but the difference eh, between... Not as wide as a tight end. between 1 and 5 is... It depends on if J.J. Watt has a J.J. Watt year or if Daniil Hunter decides he's going to be Daniil Hunter. Like, it's still risky. It's as risky as defensive back when you get to the second and third one on your team. You, you, we don't know who's going to be the number one defensive end this year. If you do, shout them out. I don't. Where it could I'm, be J.J. Watt. It could be Garrett. It could be Daniil. Where I'm going with this is, so let's say, so you're, you're top five, right? We, we know who the top five are. You've got Kelsey, Kittle, no particular order, uh, Ertz, and then you've got Howard, Ingram, you know, some, somewhere in that mix. And then, yeah. you, then it starts getting in the, you know, the Vance McDonald territory. You're not real sure who, who's going to be your six, seven, eight guy. Before you take one of those, do you go after JJ Watt or or Joey Bosa or Miles Garrett? I mean, are you going to address that? Before? Who was the names you just shot before that? Uh, Vance McDonald. You know, think six, seven, eight tight end. I mean, yeah, give me give me JJ Watt or yeah, that that's where I'm going with this. Like, I'm yeah. taking JJ Watt long before Austin Hooper's ever on my team. Yep, agreed. And and, that, and that's again, that is drafting a potential advantage. It's not the same as drafting Vander Esch and Darius Leonard. It's it's a tier below. The top defensive end is a tier below. You're drafting a potential game changer on your team, a potential advantage. The downside right now is all the defensive ends that are the best of the best seem to have a constant injury bug, and it, it keeps a question mark beside them. You know, little asterisks like Joey Bosa is always a little nicked up. J.J. Watt might miss the whole season, you know, two years in a row. It, it, it's always a concern. But, yeah, I'm to me, I just I look at defensive end and tight end the same. If I can't get one of the top guys, I'll, I'll damn near punt the position and start looking at potential. All right. I'm sorry. I haven't taken over on this. No, I'm, no I'm good. I, I paused long enough to see if Lambert or Hux, but Hux is playing Candy Crush. No, Clearly. I was looking to see. <laughs> sorry, sorry, did we not entertain you? I was you, looking you to see like the words the, that come out of our mouths. The the highest scoring defensive end last year was Aaron Donald in one of our leagues, which is nuts. And, and see, I wouldn't take Aaron Donald. His, I wouldn't even focus on him. His point total would have finished as the twenty eighth linebacker. But that well, that's what he's. That's what we're saying. Yeah, you you know, mean, you don't take a defensive end as early as you would. Even if you go sack heavy on the scoring system, like you don't know if J.J. Watt's getting you eight or right. 16. Yep. Risky. The top, he would have scored, he would have been the ninth scoring tight end, Aaron Donald. So, so there you go. Austin Hooper range. So then we're starting to talk about now we have a positional advantage, right? The difference between, let's say, the ninth tight end and the 15th tight end I mean, it's, it's it's practically nothing. It's a couple games, right? You're looking at you know Jared Cook versus Austin Hooper in that range, and okay, they one of them might finish top three in a week. The other one, the next week, finish fifteenth or thirtieth. So it's always it's, it's it's concerning with the inconsistency at both positions. That's where I start looking at the stud, the more consistent uh, defensive ends, rather than just take a an inconsistent guy that I'm not going to be ecstatic with at tight end. I will say. Out of the past few startups I can remember, I punted the position at defensive end just because the guys I wanted went too soon based off their name. So I just grabbed like a, a Marcus Davenport. And and, a, a but Chris then, I mean, Jones at, at the, the same end. time, I've seen you spend some high draft capital to oh, get spend high draft to capital. get a to get a good guy. So I mean, it's if you can't if you can't draft 
the good there's always a chance to get one oh, of the yeah. good guys. Yeah, yeah, there's um, going to be there's half your league is going to think you know, they they see something shiny like a draft pick like a or first an rounder, offensive player, even a late first rounder for a top 5 defensive end. Yeah, that's a shiny you know, nice product, and they're like for defense. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Give me, give me that second rounder for yeah. Daniel Hunter. Hell yeah! But you know, you're, you're scoring if you trade that. You're, you're, you're trying the IDP. The goal is to build the best starting lineup from quarterback all the way down to defensive back. So why not spend some draft capital if defense is what you're lacking? You can get top ten guys at the position. Spend your draft capital. I mean, especially if you're not in premium position. So let's say you're picking at seventh, right? Or, or even worse, into the very end of the first round. You know, you're 12th. So all the top running backs are gone. All the top wide receivers are gone. Now you're looking at, you know, obviously you're not going to address it in the first round. You, you're going to probably reach a little bit for a wide receiver, reach a little bit for a running back at that point. And then obviously at the turn, you're going to do something similar. I think Huck's just got a peppermint. <laughs> After you know, as you move down, that's where to me you can you can kind of make up the ground you lost by not being able to get the the premium elite guys. You know, at, at his, the offensive positions, you can move move your uh, the needle back in your favor by addressing defense before most other players in your league. Yeah. Did you get a peppermint? Hux? And usually, usually if you're picking at the end of you know those odd numbered or well first, uh, you know it's snake draft, so you're going one twelve, and then. 201. Yeah. Then in the fifth, you're going to pick 512 and 601. So right there, you can go bang, bang, get your two, get the two best linebackers available. I know they use bang, bang in porn. Guaranteed. 100%. Actually, Anyhow. Barker, I was looking at to see porn. where he was looking <laughs> at porn. the top linebacker scored to go with the receivers, and Leonard would have been the th- number 13. There you go. So right which fourth, fourth, fifth round? So there you yeah. go. So that's taking Leonard over Cooks. Mm, I probably would do it. I guarantee I'd do it. Yep. Because see the 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 <laughs> I know, the guys the, listen, <laughs> listen the guys close to Cooks are going to be there a round or two later. Guys that put up similar production. That's something you got to pay attention to as well. Like you're staring Darius Leonard down in the face. You're on the clock. Darius Leonard's available. Brandon Cooks is available. Darius Leonard, like once you take him, Van Der Esch is gone. C.J. Mosley's probably going to be gone shortly after. Uh, you know, the best – Deion Jones, li- the, Wagner. Deion Jones, Wagner, the best five linebackers. People are going to be like, oh, crap. Yeah. Darius Leonard's gone. They're going to take him. Well, and we talked about this during that mock draft episode, too. We did, you don't, yeah. You want to be the one to start a run. Right. You don't want to be the last person in on Well, it. and the point I'm getting to here is you – whoever takes Leonard, good luck grabbing a top five linebacker after that if you don't pick within five spots of him or ten spots. But you can pass on Brandon Cooks and still get a guy that puts up similar production after you've taken Darius Leonard. This is why you pass on Cooks. You can pass on Cooks, take Darius Leonard, and a few picks later, you're you're grabbing what? T.Y. Hilton? I don't know. T.Y. Hilton goes too high in drafts. I forget that people love him. But you pass Robert on Woods. Cooks and, and you can yeah. grab a yeah, – yeah. Robert Woods, because nobody likes Robert Woods, but everyone's right. glad to have him. Edelman. Edelman will be there Edelman after be Cooks. There, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's guys you can get that will put up the same amount of production as Cooks. But once Leonard goes and it gets to you after that, you're not going to find a linebacker that puts up production like the guys that just went before you. you gotta you got to take your shots. So, to kind of bring this together – 
like once again it's positional advantage right you're trying to win a position and do you just keep falling behind you know three other guys in the same round getting a worse wide receiver than they have or a worse running back than they have i mean are, are we going three uh you know three running backs and if if the value's there i get it but are you gonna go three running backs before you start drafting defense no and most as, likely, as, if, as if your league is smart, ones, as long as three good ones don't fall. Like if you go running back heavy in round one and two, and Miles Sanders is there in five, and we're talking deep into preseason, and he's won the job, you might have to pass on someone. But it's 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 unlikely that you get three good running backs in the top five to six rounds. Exactly. But exactly. it happens. It does happen. Especially if you're drafting against the uh, sleeper bot computer. Well, not just that, but you're like pick one hundred four. And you nab a running back, and there's another good one there. At what would that be? One eight in a twelve teamer. Two eight. I mean, two eight. Very realistic. Todd Gurley could be there at two eight. Right. In which case, you probably have to pass on. You know, or you have to take him, and then another one could fall to you in round four or five. You could have, you know, Josh Jacobs staring you at the face. You're like, uh, I don't, I can't take a linebacker yet because Josh Jacobs is too good of a prospect to pass up. He could be Agreed. a running back one and off chance, but he's a running back one. Running back two probably is more certain, but I've got a shot to nab a possible running back one. And then you start thinking, if he is, I can trade him for another running back and a stud linebacker. Yeah, absolutely. Because so. that all, once again, I, I don't care how experienced your league is. Vast majority of people still have a uh, kind of a downward look at defense, unless like, they're in name. In our in our main league, people love those Boses and and they love those Mosleys. Yeah, but <laughs> no doubt about that. No doubt about Blake that. Martinez. You can pull off trade, absolutely. And you know, perennial top six guy, right? The crappiest defensive name in sports, Blake Martinez. The guy sounds like he should be playing baseball, but, yeah. you know, he's an elite linebacker or borderline elite linebacker. You tell the average person, like, dude, I'll throw in Blake Martinez, and they're like, nah, I'm good. Because it's like, who, Blake Martinez? Packers? Yeah, stud linebacker. I thought all they had was Clay Matthews. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, in your drafts, um, you know, is there any point in time to where – so let's say you've got three safeties or two safeties, excuse me, and you do need that third defensive back. Do you start at that point if the run has happened and let's say the top 15, 20 are out? At any point, do you guys actually start looking at your corners? No. No. I punt. If, if I can't get the top 15, even top 20, I just, I wait. You can get, you can get a safety and free agency once the draft's over. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So what about uh, pass rush specialist linebackers? It's the same question, but, you know, and this is coming from some experienced guys. I mean, we've got in this room 40, 50 years of playing IDP. You know, what, what about those dibs. pass rush guys? I got dibs on this one just to start it out. So, so it is acceptable to grab a Khalil Mack, I hate to say Bradley Chubb, but a guy like Bradley Chubb. It's okay to grab a Khalil Mack or Jaguars rookie, Josh Allen, Josh Allen yep. just like the Buffalo Bills quarterback. It's okay to take Khalil Mack a little higher than you should in the off chance that somewhere down the line on your dynasty team, he gets designated as a, as a defensive end. Then you have a difference maker. Yeah. You, so, you, so there is a point where you have to take another gamble, another shot, 
And Khalil Mack can't fall too far because defensive end designation can happen. Terrell Suggs has been back and forth for a decade. Yeah. So, and if you have Khalil Mack as a defensive end, golden. You got him as linebacker, you're okay still. He's linebacker three slash four. So, I mean, he's good depth possible starter. But yeah. I mean, Khalil Mack's kind of guy that can win you a week or turn around and lose you a week. Right. With no production, the you know, two tackles, you know, he gets you three points. Okay, wow, great job, Khalil Mack. Or he's going to get three sacks and, you know, be the, the huge difference maker and outscore half the wide receivers in the league that week. So let's get to some – we'll go back in, but before I forget, let's go into some kind of questions. So uh, our good buddy Dan Rosier at the B-League says – this is his, uh, his words. The biggest issue I had was when to draft defensive players during a draft, couldn't gauge defensive players' ADP, and when the right time was to draft them, no idea what I was doing. And I found mock drafts a little help. How can you combat this? I think the first part of this answered those questions. Yeah. So 100% agree because when you start looking at, you know, the ADPs, not every league's going to be scored the same and a lot of leagues just have weak IDP scoring. So it, it, it ultimately it depends on your league settings. That that's what it really depends on. If you have a premium, you know, it's set, you know what uh look at last year's scoring basically. As soon as you set it, it's going to set what last year's scoring is. And it's going to tell you, all right, um, Darius Leonard scored 250 points, which is what he did in our league, you know, which is, I think, around 50 points above second place. Okay. That's whenever you know, like, all right, this guy's scoring at us a back end wide receiver one. Like, that's, that's impressive. That positional advantage. Yeah. I mean, let's just. To your point, you, you got to take those top guys ahead of your wide receiver threes or even late twos. I mean, I mean, I, I guess in the I, in the end, you're playing fantasy football, and your team needs to put up more points than the other team. Exactly, and that's where it goes back to: you want to win the position. So if your linebacker one is better than your opponent's linebacker one, you're putting up more points. Now, now listen. Didn't realize I, we had John Madden with us. I will, I, will, right. I will also point out, that was, if that the league, if the draft falls your way and you can get, you play let's say, Zach Ertz in the fifth round, you know, let's say let's say you've got two, two good running backs, two good wide receivers, and you get Zach Ertz in the fifth round. You come back in the sixth round and Josh Jacobs is still sitting there, which is unlikely, but it's possible. All right, I, I, I do get it. I, I get that you're going you should at that point wait because you are still winning positions and you're winning you're winning like some really nice depth on offense. But you shouldn't be for the most part putting your backup running back above, you know, your number two linebacker by any stretch of the imagination. Right, yeah, I agree. Another question. Uh just a girl who is somebody I follow on, on Twitter. She's a I'm good in a league with her. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Sleeper bot league. At FF underscore just a girl. She says, so here's a specific question. Already drafted. Why can't my wife play fantasy football with me? Like, there's so many women that play fantasy She's football. She's afraid that, of hurting your pride that, by beating you. That we don't know. And that must be it. But there's so many. Like, all you got to do is go on Twitter. And you can find the most diverse league. You can find... Anyone playing IDP. I know your I wife. wife. I have like, a feeling that your wife could easily convince you to trade away, you know, Saquon Barkley for, you know, you know like 
someone who's listen, Jeremy. Like let's work. Let's work. Let's work Ooh, this. Name let's work this. Out. Well, I'm sure she doesn't call you Barker. Let's work this trade out. I'll give you Josh Jacobs in a second for Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, let's here. Let's, the kids are asleep. Let's go talk. And all of a sudden, Barker puts through this trade, and I'm like, we, we've got to veto that, well, right, no, guys? We've got to veto that. I was thinking the opposite. I'm like, not a chance. And she's like, hmm. And she slaps on the chastity belt. <laughs> so that wouldn't be but good. But even still, she's convinced you to make the trade. Right. Wouldn't that be, yeah, one way or the other. I will tell you. I um, would hold out. I'm not giving Saquon even. I just can't. <laughs> your, your, your generational talent. You're cut off at this point. I'll, I'd, find, I'll find a way to break out. Wives come and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one Saquon. Exactly. There's only one generational. You know. I will tell you, um, I play in several leagues that have like husband and wife in it. And, you know, brothers, like very close brothers, not the non-competitive, like, yeah, they want to compete, but they're also really out for each other and trying to help each other out. Um, we ban trading between them in every league I'm in. It's you cannot trade with your with your spouse, you know, significant other or totally a, a very close relative. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Can we get to the question? Arms kind of went off on the table. Yeah, can we talk about football? I'm sorry, you were talking about your wife. Hey, I got a excited. story four hours later. She's, she's worth talking about. She's one one hell of a woman. So let's let's. If only she played fantasy football. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. So, so here's a specific question. Already drafted with at the draft geniuses help both leagues, and I have solid teams. She she just got into IDP. That's where this started. She wants. She was one of the ones requesting this, and thank you for doing so. We love talking about IDP. So, specific question, maintaining an IDP league is where I'm confused. What to look for on the wire, when to focus on offense versus defense, and what's more important. One league has standard scoring, one does not. I assume PPR. But that that's, that's a good question because what do you look for on the wire? Week in, week out, what are you paying attention to on the wire for defense? Like, everybody's jumping in on those offensive guys. Like Kiki Kuti last year. Like, I think Chad had him the whole time. But a lot of leagues, guys didn't. So, Kiki Kuti was a hot waiver pickup last year. What do you look for on defense Can for I, that hot waiver Injuries, pickup? matchups. I mean, Can I give you, like, a secret that seems to work for me? Well, like finding, I don't know if fi- anything works for you. <laughs> well, finding linebackers and finding defensive backs that no, and getting them for a dollar. I look on the West Coast. It just seems like people, you know, just don't focus out there on football as much. Obviously, we're, we're you know, in the Midwest. But it seems like people aren't focusing on the West Coast linebackers, the guy who's winning the battles in camp. The, you know, back in the day, the Navarro Bowmans. You know, I, I feel like when Bobby Wagner won the job, like nobody cared. And yet he turns around and puts up, you know, top two or three seasons. Like look, looking out west, where the uh, the focus as far as like your TV area TV coverage is, like that that's where I feel like you win because you see the Bengals and around here you see the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, you Sam see the, the Jaguars, the the Jets, the Giants. I mean the Patriots constantly. You see all those guys. You see the players. You see if a guy gets ten tackles, you're, you go to look him up. He's already on a team. Also, go to look for defensive backs that are on high scoring offenses. Yes. So, because the team they're playing is going to end up being down or it's going to be a shootout, it'll be a close game, but they're still going to have to throw the ball to win. Yep. So, you, you look for that defensive backfield that, that's on high-scoring teams. 
Yeah. Right. Or you look for that cornerback that's getting roasted and getting tackles left and right because everybody's picking on him. Like, teams don't always have a replacement ready for those guys. You grab those guys. The Raiders basically every year don't have right. a replacement ready for those guys but, getting roasted. But you grab those guys until they sign someone off the street or they make a trade. And then you try to grab that guy because if they were off the street, you can get him for a buck too. But you you watch like Tre'Davious White. Like not many people had him on their team his rookie year, but after three, four, five games, cheap pickup. If you just watch and pick him up at the right time, don't wait too late. <clears throat> Sorry, if you see a trend of a guy five tackles, four tackles in a pick, six tackles, grab him. Like he's starting a trend. It won't get past four games. Four game, four games. A guy goes on a streak for four games. He's getting picked up. If you can catch him from weeks one to three, grab him and enjoy having a starter on the defensive back. I like and, playing matchups too. So I, I mean, my fantasy league does a good job of, of pointing out you know where this team ranks at uh, pass wise or rush wise. If if you can pick up a linebacker that is playing against Seattle, go pick him up because they're going to run the ball. A hundred times. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get a little more in-depth with it, you can you know, you know, can look at the defensive snap counts each week and see a guy that might be picking up snaps snap each count. week. Snap count. Snap. But, I mean, you know, see a guy that, you know, okay, he filled it in here, but then the next week he plays 20 more snaps. And then it just – I mean, it, you might be able to jump on somebody a little early if you're actually watching that. And also watching those perennially, you know, nicked up linebackers or nicked up defensive ends look for their backup they're they're free like they cost you nothing don't be afraid to spend your free agent budget because it's a dollar or two for each one of these guys like you see that sean lee it's like year in year out he was always hurt and man like finally leighton vanderesh came along now he's the man leighton vanderesh was not expensive in rookie drafts i'm not sure he went in a lot of rookie drafts the second, guy, second round primarily. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Uh, oh yeah, he went in rookie drafts. It, it was yeah. I mean, he was the. It was Darius Leonard that you could grab in the third and fourth because nobody thought Darius Leonard was going to be any good. But Vanderess was a first round pick. I mean, he wasn't going in the first round, but he was. He was a perennial. Well, and Sean Lee by that time had been injured enough that yeah. people were like, "This dude's going to play." Right, he's going to be the the next man up. But it, but still, second round is not. You know, usually the top linebacker goes in round one, back half in our leagues. And I also love addressing the the teams that have just been bad over and over again that finally started spending second and third rounders on defense. Like, you know, years back, whenever San Francisco and they were terrible, they started addressing linebacker. Uh, the Jaguars, I mean, bottom of the barrel bad. The, the, a year or two later, they put up three top, you know, top 20 finishes at linebacker. Um Indianapolis, terrible against run. They finally addressed linebacker. I mean, people aren't going after Darius Slender because it's like, well, here comes another, you know, crap sandwich coming in Indy, not being able to do anything. And what do you get? You get absolute top flight production. You know, I mean, it's a flyer. I'm not going to sit here and say bank on it, but these look at bad defenses that just start. Say, All right, bad defense. We're going to address linebacker. The the odds of that guy having at least a lot of opportunity. Heck of a lot better than some guy beating out a veteran on an you know, established defense. What's crazy about that statement that you just made goes hand-in-hand hand with Dynasty. Guy that's in the league two, three years, he's not winning. He finally starts sinking his 
second round, third round picks in the defense. In IDP. Like, he finally starts taking linebackers and top safety prospects in rookie drafts. So, there for just a girl, maintaining rookie drafts a fantastic way to maintain a dynasty team. Oh, absolutely. Drafting Devin White. Drafting Devin Bush. Drafting, you know, Jamal Adams. Drafting... Uh, I, I, Nick Bosa. I, I want to say the Raiders' safety, but we don't have a lot of faith in Jonathan Abram. But taking those guys with your valuable second-round pick, like when you're on the the cusp, so just a girl, say you finish, you know, six and seven this year, you're on the cusp. Something's missing. You look at your defense; it's lacking. Like you don't have top twenty guys at every position. Use your draft picks. Draft a top 20 guy. Draft Devin Bush. Draft Miles Garrett. You know, draft one of those guys as a rookie. Don't be afraid to pass on offensive talent to make your team right. You can trade those picks, too. You get to where the rookie Probably draft easily, starts, easier. and people start getting that draft fever. Oh, like, man. oh, I gotta have this I'm guy. One of them. <laughs> gotta have this guy. And you're I'm like, one of them. Hey, I got this second rounder. Let me get let me get a linebacker off of you. And you can get you can get good players that way. Oh yeah, I'm giving away like useful players for that <laughs> right. top of the fourth round pick because right. I I just have I want to that have, upside. I have to have Ben Burkirvan. <laughs> I have to. I have to have Blake Cashman. I gotta have him. Gotta have him on my taxi. So I'm gonna Willie Sneed. Done. There you go. <laughs> I do it. I can't help it. Target my guys. Draft fever is like auction fever. It's the same thing. You go to an auction and someone, you know, they're like, all right, well, we've got this. uh, Slap chop. $12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I went to a a sheriff's impound auction a few years back, and they sold a used four-wheeler, like three years old, legitimately for new prices because people just kept throwing their hand up. I'm like, I can buy that literally brand new for six thousand. It went for sixty three hundred bucks. Okay, I mean, well, it, the draft is the same way. People get really excited about a guy that they're like, "Oh my god, this guy fell to me. Yeah. I've got to have him." The Shamwells eight bucks a Dollar General. How they just sell it for nine seventy four? How in the world did that just happen? So. I picked up Eric Kendricks for a third a couple years ago. It's- you know, I mean, Eric Kendricks is not a premier guy, no, but you know what? Third he, round pick, yeah. he was then. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's putting up good points. Even it's, if you it's only it's get not, a he's, a, he's a solid, really solid linebacker three. Right. Right. And that's all I needed. Yeah, as, as you say, if for a third you're rounder, not, you know what you're getting in third rounder? Someone who may not make a team. It's a dart throw. Yep. Uh, and that is also something. Don't be afraid. To the point, don't be afraid to move draft picks because after the – there's some deep drafts. I do get it. But after the first two rounds, you're literally just blindly throwing at a dartboard. Just like, all right, I hope this sticks. I hope this guy's good. You just, you just, you got my mind cranking. You know, another strategy. You're taking a chance on an injured guy like Jalen Smith in the later draft. Absolutely. I was getting ready to go with injured guys. And, and then real quick, you started me on this other thought process. So say you trade, like Lambert brought up, you trade your, your second, your third, your fourth for defensive guys. Most of the time, draft picks are more desirable months before the draft. After the draft, everybody's picking, at least in our leagues. Once we get to the back half of round two, people's guys are gone. Yep. They're throwing those picks on the block. Yep. I go into the draft every year with maybe one pick. Maybe, maybe one pick, sometimes none. And I walk out of it having selected seven times. <laughs> It is, it is ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. 
Everyone is willing to trade their picks for future picks. So every year I have nothing. I've even traded my futures, but somehow every draft I come out of it with five to seven guys. Well, you're right. People do want that one guy. And say you're sitting at 210 and you're crossing your fingers and at 208 that guy goes and then you're like, well, I'm done. Yeah. Who wants who wants a 210? You, you can literally trade guys you might have to cut for a third and fourth round pick. Yeah. So why yeah. not just get your roster set before the draft, as set as you can get it, yep. and then trade away the guys you know you're not going to play for bonus picks, for bonus guys on your taxi squad. Well, and that's another Defense point, too. Especially. You were talking earlier, and it kind of got my mind going, picking up those corners that are putting together kind of a an arc. They're, they're, right. they're playing well, and it's going to continue, at least for four weeks. Grab those guys in a couple weeks. They're a top scorer at that position. Deal trade them. them. Yeah. For a pick. Them. For a yeah. next year pick. Because it's a corner. You oh, so you're saying you, that's a, that's strategy with corners. I'm not right. doing that with the safety. No, 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 no. Well, labor yeah. I'm not too. doing that with an inside linebacker or, you know, a weak side linebacker. I mean, you pick Shoot a guy up off the waiver yeah. and, and he's still climbing, sell. Sell. sell him. And then, and then the next week, you grab the next guy that's climbing. Exactly. And you do the same thing. Rinse allowed the repeat. Then you end up with seven third round picks. So right to, to Hux's point earlier, uh, talking about injury, you know, defensive players are are the most forgotten. Even in high scoring IDP leagues, they are the most forgotten players. Once a guy gets injured, it's like he's worthless to to a team for the most part. You know, a couple of years back, I I'm ninety percent sure I got uh, Earl Thomas for like a waiver wire pickup for a couple of dollars the year before he was, you know, in the running for defensive MVP, you know, the guy putting up ridiculous stats and he comes back healthy. Does it take a couple of years? Yeah, typically, but man, you're going to have a guy who wants healthy top flight production because somebody forgot about him. They're like, I'm not keeping a safety, right? You know, I've only got two IR slots and I've got a, a running back and a cornerback or running back and a, uh, a quarterback or a wide receiver that is hurt. So I'm going to have to drop this guy just to free up an IR spot. A name that comes to mind, keep your eyes out for the first three to five weeks of the season on Jonathan Cyprian. Guy was a stud safety before an injury. Maybe he heals. So so keep eyes on guys like that. Maybe, maybe he gets it back. Maybe the injuries go behind him and he comes back and he's a top 10 safety. You got him for nothing. Keep eyes on on guys like that. And and to go a little bit next level into the strategy. So with those safeties, to Lambert's point earlier, you want a safety that has a high-scoring offense. But what if there were injuries that caused that offense to not score like they normally do? All right? So let's say that this didn't happen last year because the Steelers put up a ton of points. But let's say Sean Davis two years ago was a top-10 guy. Okay? If the Steelers in last year didn't score like they normally do, but they did. I will say that. I'm just this is a bad example, but he's he could very well come back to recover because offensive injuries get him back. You know what I mean? You know the, the offensive healthy guys come back. You guys, you you following me? What I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So if, if there was an injury that caused the offense to not be as productive as it was, that safety has a good opportunity to come back. I guess yeah. a better example would have been. When Aaron Rodgers was hurt a couple years ago, like right out, out for the season, hypothet like uh, Andrew Luck went yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. You, you know you start. Which look, their defense was trash. At that but point. you start looking at the the defensive players that the previous year was good had a huge decline because they didn't have the opportunity. You know they they get they get an opportunity to come back once that offense gets humming again and gets get back to full strength. Those defensive guys they will return to form because they didn't just lose talent. 
they just they what they did is lost opportunity yeah. you know and um and after a few weeks too you kind of gauge where your league mates are um i don't want to say talent but you know how how they play and and there's going to be guys in in your league that's going to name chase they're going to go after after the big name guys and and if you have you know a big name corner like a Jalen Ramsey that's always in the news, you're going to be able to trade him for for something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to go back, we you were talking about um, matchups with defensive backs earlier. I always loved the the matchup of just a playing against a high powered offense, taking the linebacker on the other team. You know, someone who's usually a flyer type guy, but a starting inside linebacker, because if they have an established running game, you know, so let's say it's the Rams, the Rams who, you know, run a ton, going to be up. The Rams are going to work the clock at the end of the game. And you might sit there for two and a half quarters, irate because your guy's got four tackles. But man, in that last quarter and a half, they're just cramming the ball to the running backs. And he just starts racking them up, racking them up, racking them up. And kind of the same concept with uh, defensive end. If yeah. your team is high high powered, that means your defensive ends get to pin their ears back because the other team's down, which happened this year with Aaron Donald. He's, Aaron Donald had a career year. Why? Because the Rams were always up, and they were typically up big. So Aaron Donald got to pin his ears back after the quarterback. Got more sacks. I think this was a career year in sacks for him. Well, same way with, uh, with Ford. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs and um, oh, who was their other guy? Jones, Chris, yeah, Jones? Chris Jones. Yeah, yeah. They were two great scoring defensive linemen. That they were in a well score. They were in a great scoring offense. So they they got to rush a lot. I mean, Ford's not on the Chiefs yeah, anymore, but, but he but got traded. The but they put up a ton of points. But to the, to the point there. Now you you get D Ford on another team. To me, that decreases his value right. and whomever his replacement is. Yeah. Now I'm expecting D4 type production out of him. Why? Because the Chiefs are going to put up a million points. Well, and also flip side, sell high on D4. Exactly. Because exactly. You, the you, Niners, I think that's who took him, the Niners are not the Chiefs. Exactly. Exactly. Watch watch those free agent moves and you get an opportunity to move a defensive end who left a high, you know, a team that had a high powered offense. They're not going to do like, what they did the previous year. They might. I mean, talent does ultimately prevail. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to realize the J.J. Watts of the world, he can, you know, Joey Bosa, they can go to another team and have elite production. But, you know, Jones, Ford, no. They're probably not going to go to a, a lesser offensive team and have that kind of production just based on opportunity. I mean, snap count, opportunity, that's, that stuff matters so much. That's something that Niddle used to talk about. Snap count, snap count, snap count. Like, you got to have a guy who has a ton of opportunity in order to have success in the NFL. Competitive depth. Yeah. CDs. Cash in those CDs. Bought a $45 CD recently. I know I already It's got that. a four-inch LCD screen. Though, yeah, speaker. Built in? Yeah. Yeah, built in. That's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's going to have, like, some unseen stuff on it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably, uh, you know, body types and if they can break out. Nice. It's a different four-inch screen. You're going to somehow hack that into your phone, aren't you? What? Uh, your phone probably has a bigger than a four-inch screen. Yeah, it does. A little, little bigger. A little, little better for the Amish stuff. Lambert knows what I'm talking it's, about. It's, oh, take yeah. pictures it's of them. fake Amish stuff. Souls. 
It's that's called uh, a Dutch oven. <laughs> Anyways, funny story. My little girl totally dutched up my wife last night. That's hilarious. And she farted and pulled the cover over Lanny's head. That's awful. And Lanny's like, "Oh my god, Aaron!" I'm like, "What?" I was in the I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and she's like, "Italy just dutched oven me." I'm like, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <sighs> All right. Any more questions? All right, so as far as more questions go, uh, our, our friend of the show, Troy, at Voice in Fuego, I, I strongly urge you to take the last word off that. Fuego is not a good word to have on Twitter. Uh, he, he wants to send us his roster. He just drafted an IDP team, and he wants to get our thoughts. So let me see here he wants to know how his commission did on fair value of idp first of all so let's take a look at the idp settings we got a uh special teams there's some special team stuff in there that, that's standard in my opinion miscellaneous uh that's for offense so idp idp touchdown six that's good sack four i think that's fair. fine Tackle for loss, two. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Blocked punt, PAT or field goal, six. I think that's fine because you guys blocking the field goals and punts are usually no names you don't have on your team. So, right. And it's a rarity. I mean, you should reward someone for that. Interception, a six. Too high. Mm, too high. Yeah, I think it's high. Four is the max for me. I like four. Interceptions are hard to come by. I understand that, but to me, that's as high, high of a value as an interception should get. Not for Nathan Hux, Peterman. You can, you can chime in if you need to. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Peterman led league in interceptions last year. Anyhow. Forced fumble or fumble recovery, both of those are four. I think that's fair. That's fair. Okay, well, a safety is 10. See, I think that's way too high. That's way a too high. A safety should be scored the same as maybe a sack plus one. Nah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, but, ten, but you're, here, here's my thing. You get the tackle for loss. Go, go ahead, Hux. I know you were very passionate about the, this one part. I mean, 10 is high, but I mean, is. safeties don't happen very often. So They don't. I guess that's true, but still, I mean, they how, still seem high. There was probably, I have no idea how many safeties was in the... Is that the rarest play in the league? There was less than, Possibly. What, less than 10. Oh, guarantee less than 10. But he, he, I think let's go eight. Okay, then. But let's here, go eight. Yeah, but just because it's rare doesn't mean it should get more points. Here's Flutie here's my a drop thought. kick. You it get doesn't a t- mean he should get 47 points. But you get a tackle for loss. Like, is it a tackle for loss and a sack and a safety? Oh, yeah. and, and And now it's a 20-point play. That's, right. that's crap. That's a little, that's a a little too much. Well, it's still a tackle for loss regardless, right? So you're still getting, in this league, three four points. 13, so, 14 total. Now, that that's a little high. So, I think you give him a tackle for loss. All right, give him three or four for the safety itself. Ten's probably a little high. I, I, six. So, so outside of the uh, the 10-point safety, the commission of this league has a assisted tackle at .75, solo at one and a half, and pass defend at one and a half. I'm liking yep. – I'm, I'm picking up what he's putting down. Yep. So, I'm liking this so far. On to the next screenshot, because this was on Twitter. It's more, uh, let's see, it's more offense, most of the offense. That's fine. Safety's two points in our in our league, so. Ooh, dear God. Which, uh, to, mean, the, I, to the point, it's fair. Yeah, two points, two points. It's fair, yeah, but I'm, I'm okay with it being put as a premium because it rarely happens. But let's, ten points is a lot. 
I just feel like that's way too high. It is. Let's Unless you're taking away everything else, every other part of it, the tackle for loss and all that. Arms hour on the back. Sorry, we had a nice, fun <laughs> air conditioner break where we just picked on arms for talking too damn much. Jesus, arms. Just kidding. He just chugs a beer like, oh, listen to you guys. Are we, were you talking? <laughs> so, okay, let's look at this guy's team, Troy's team from top to bottom. Let's start out with his offense and see if he missed opportunities when we compare that to the defense and try to analyze what he did. So his quarterback is Russell Wilson. This is his first IDP League 12-team dynasty PPR. Russell Wilson, nothing wrong with that. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, everything right with that. I don't care where you got him. It was great. It was doesn't, a great pick. Doesn't matter where you got him. Uh, Lev Bell, his second running back, that's a good second running back. So yep. Kudos there. Stephon Diggs, a good, good wide receiver, one. Tyrell Williams is his wide receiver, too. Now, this is a flex league, so we may see more. No, we won't. So, Tyrell Williams, Stephon Diggs, starting wide receiver. Does he only have two wide receivers then? Yeah, I feel like he missed an opportunity there at wide receiver. Tyrell Williams wouldn't be my ideal number two. Maybe He's now moving, that, maybe moving up. Just yeah. by guessing, it seems like he might have went a little early on quarterback. Maybe now that Leather Helmet is gone, uh, Tyrell Williams will be fine. So, yeah, Russell Wilson, you probably had to pick him too, you know, sooner I'm, than you should have. I would guess he took Russell Wilson in the fourth round. Third, fourth round, yeah. Right. Uh, tight ends, Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle, you might as well have punted the position, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, then you got your flex spots. Carry uh, on Johnson. Like it. Great in the yep. flex. Anthony Miller, not not real high on that as, as being a starting flex guy. Mark Andrews, another flex guy. Not not Overall, not feeling the offense. So Andrews I, I think is he's a solid fine. on running back. Oh, he's solid on he running back. He may have went running back, running back, running back, though. We may see this bench and, and change our mind, too. But so far, wide receiver tight end, not. I'm not overly impressed. Running back, he did great. Yes. So if we don't see anyone on the – if we see a few guys on the bench that could spot start, he may have done really well for himself, and he's just mixing and matching on matchups for wide receiver and tight end. But we got uh, defensive line, first defensive draft, first IDP draft for this guy. He's got Carlos Dunlap, Marcus Davenport, and Calais Campbell. I think that's solid. Dunlap and yep. Campbell. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Davenport is an upside guy. Right. I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb and say he didn't draft high on defense, defensive end. So, okay. No. And, and he, it looks like he recouped fairly well after waiting for the position, I assume. Linebacker, not really feeling this. Todd Davis, Bobby Wagner, Anthony Hitchens. I have no problem with Hitchens and Wagner, but Todd Davis is your third worries me a little bit. Terrifies me. Hopefully you got Josie Jewell in your bench. Everybody knows by now I'm a Josie Jewell guy. I think he's going to be good. Uh, safeties, Kevin Byard, Keanu Neal, Von Bell, you're good. You, you, you're good on defensive back. I think that's yeah. solid. Yeah. Byard, Neal, both top ten guys. Yep. Uh, Von Bell, solid upside. Uh, so there, there's your starting defense, I believe. Let's go to the bench players. We got IDP bench uh, Solomon Thomas and Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks is an okay linebacker. Yep. I start him over Todd Davis, so yeah, your linebackers look yep. better to me now. Uh, overall bench, Flacco, Jalen Richard, uh, Brian Hill, Bobby Hill, uh, whoever that is on Atlanta. Can some, Brian Hill, I think. Yeah. I want to say Bobby Hill Get out of my pain, Bobby. But damn. Uh Noah Brown, one of my favorite players that's never going to do crap. 
Uh, C. Grayson of wide, of the New Orleans Saints. Deshaun Hamilton, that's okay, and Deion Kane. So, I feel a little bit better about his offense. <sighs> Once, like a little, I like Deshaun Hamilton. I like Deshaun too, but there's like, Tyrell Williams is still you're you're relying on Tyrell Williams to have a big season. So here's my opinion on what happened here. He waited too long to go defense. Um, the the premium of premium linebackers were, was gone. Um, obviously, you know, waited significantly on uh, on defensive end. You know, waited real late on that, which is fine. I I'm, I'm okay with effectively basically punting the position on that. And his safeties are all right. I, I missed mean, I missed a page. Go ahead. Hold sorry, your sorry. Hold. Okay. Hold your uh, hold your judgment for just a minute. This, oh man, this is a massive league. He told me this is a fifty-two man league, like a fifty-two man starting league. So I missed two pages. We got Chris Hogan, Dontrell Inman, Maurice Harris. Not so far. I'm not seeing anything that strikes me. So hold on, you said hold on. The fifty-two man starting roster? It's, no, it's a fifty-two man roster. Twelve team league with fifty-two man roster. Fifty-two man roster. They're trying to mimic the league, except for in the part where it matters the most, which is number of teams. Yeah. Uh, Inman, Harris, Cody Latimer, Cordero Patterson, Jeff Swain, Chris Herndon. There's there's a solid like tight Herndon. end you could flex. Darren Waller, possibly solid tight end you could flex. Ben Watson, Tyler Eifert. Uh, don't like either one of those guys, but. On down the list, Jason Witten. Man, you're tight end heavy. Will Disley. Disley has tremendous upside. Oh, Disley's a a solid guy to have on your team. Zach Brown, Jefferson of the Bengals. Malik Uh, Jefferson. Malik Jefferson. Wesley Woodyard, Hardy Nickerson. So your linebacker depth is okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyquan Lewis at defensive line. John Johnson at defensive back. Plug him into your starting lineup. Yeah, right now. John Johnson's a starting top DB. Seven guy, I believe. Absolutely. John Johnson, plug him in. Uh, Troy Apke, Richard Sherman. Sherman's a name. Drop him. Uh, Butler used to be on the Patriots. What's his first name? Malcolm. Malcolm Malcolm Butler. uh, Brashad Breeland. Jadavian Clowney. Nice defensive line guy As you say, is he defensive end or is he linebacker? Designation for both. Great pick. Okay. I like Uh, that. Ruben Foster and Ed Dixon, I think. Is that it? No, that's not it. Kyler Murray. Arms is favorite. Will Greer. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Quadri Olson. You got Brian Hill of Atlanta. You might as well. Emmanuel Butler of New Orleans. This is this is a crazy league. But Kyler Murray, that's great. Maybe you could use Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson, one of those two guys, to upgrade your defense in your third wide receiver spot. Second wide receiver spot, I'm sorry. But I don't know. Kind of uneven for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where running like, back he's good. After like the first, I have a good idea of like what his first probably four picks were, but after that, I'm I'm interested to see how he went. I am too. It's, Maybe we can get that from him. I mean, I think it, I, I, I really think don't know what direction running he back heavy. Went. I mean, yeah. he, he yeah. got Saquon, carry on, and Levin. I think his first four rounds went and then Russell three Wilson running backs and a wide receiver. Those were probably his first five picks. Considering his best wide receiver after Tyrell Williams is Deshaun, and then it falls off a cliff really hard, like you you passed on receiver too many times. Um, Without addressing linebacker. Without without addressing your defense to a point, you went tight end heavy way too much. Too many tight ends. I mean, you got Disley. Waller, I can't remember. The, he had a starter in there. He's got like, 52 spots to fill, though. He does, <laughs> yeah. but the starting lineup doesn't look 
Well, maybe he just great. hasn't said it how he wants to because of yeah. Me. I mean, Todd yeah, Davis John is not going to start. There was not a lot on the bench. I mean, besides Jordan Hicks, and Jordan Hicks is a fringe linebacker three. So uh, slash two. Here's what I'm going to tell you: you, you very solid uh, defensive backs. I, I, it, once yeah, again, it appears you waited on defensive end, but ended up okay. You're not going to hate your defensive ends. I think you're going to have fine production. Um, linebacker, and I mean, outside of Bobby Wagner, outside, I'm not, yeah, outside of Bobby Wagner, I'm not ecstatic about anybody. You've got some upside, but you don't have because I mean, Zach Brown perennially he's, he's pretty solid, but he's also, yeah, you know, one year here, one year there, and where's he going to be the following year, which doesn't matter. He's always productive. Not a bad LB4, though. Yeah, I mean, I would probably have him actually, you know, based on that, my linebacker three. Yeah. Um, I, I just, my concern with this league, uh, this, what you have is you waited too long to address the premium positions on defense, which is inside linebacker. And you just you kind of started stabbing at people like what was it was it Ragland he had I don't I don't like Ragland as you know as my four Hitchens Hitchens even even Hitchens he's okay but he's not great no. you know so there there's some um, I mean it's a 52 man roster I mean there's obviously a lot of guys but uh, I'm gonna give this uh, the, the draft I, I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna give it a C plus. Yeah, that's at most. I'm I'm interested to see where he took his quarterbacks. I mean, I have a feeling Wilson went in the first, I'd say fourth round at least, and then Kyler Murray. I mean, the way it looks that he may have drafted him not too long after. Yeah, I mean, so, just just looking at or or it could have been a rookie. He could have had a separate rookie draft. That's I don't true. I yeah, don't, we know. don't know that. But what I will say is, is so in your theory, in which I think we're in agreement here that. Kyler Murray, or excuse me, Russell Wilson went fairly early in yeah. his draft. Just look at the the uh, wide receiver you could have got. Might have screwed the whole thing up. Exactly. Take that. That is to the point that we reiterate over and over again. Taking that quarterback too early, just it ruins your team. Yeah, I mean, he if he. You got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray might be the better play this year. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have a better play at quarterback than Russell Wilson. But the but the point is you're. In the fourth or fifth round, which is where you probably have to take Russell Wilson, like you could have looked at the receivers that were yeah, there. Look at probably, the other linebackers that were there. He probably missed out on 10, 15 receivers in that, that span. He missed out right. on a Leighton Van Der Esch or you know, a Darius Leonard or somebody to take T. Russell y. Wilson. T.Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. 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 And we're not trying to slam you, Troy. Not by any means. Like <clears throat> you, It could end up great for you. That's that's the great thing about fantasy. Like, there's 50, no given a 52 man roster. That's <coughs> deep. That's it's it's a deep Crazy roster. Deep. So I mean, it's going to be spread out amongst the league. Yeah, and you're going to have random guys. You know, just you know some of the uh, tight ends you have. Yeah, I get it. You're taking stabs, hoping someone has a big year. But man, like I would just assume punt the position than take nine stabs at tight end. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. It's a, it's. A, a little, little, little risky. Too many tight ends, not enough wide receiver depth, and linebacker could have been better. Defensive back, you're good. Quarterback, you're good. Running back, you're good. But, you know, in, unless those guys are tier one, it's going to be a hard time winning, winning the league. Yeah, I think he's winning the uh, running back position far and away. He's yeah. he's towards the top at quarterback. Oh, yeah. He, he, as much as I don't like Kyler Murray. Bell has a great season. Yeah, but, I mean, still got carry on. Right. 
Lev Bell said take them take them one one. That's what he says. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, Peyton Barber would say the same thing. T.J. Elden probably take me one one. Right, one one. I disagree. <laughs> what do you think they'd say? Uh, take me uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the roster, Bubba. Don't take me. I might get cut. <laughs> no NFL take player me with says my new that. team. <laughs> no player says that. Antonio Brown's like, no, I'm not playing until I get a new helmet, but take me 1-1. One, one. He wants an old helmet. Thank you. Whatever. Resident yeah. Raiders fan. I'm not crazy like that guy. Hey, we did have a question on back row. How does Arms feel about that whole situation? Once again, the trade itself was a, I thought it was a solid trade. I think it was a third and a fifth. A great trade. You know what? Lavin, er, not Lavin, but AB's, he's bonehead. Like, he just, it's who he is as a person at this point. And I don't hate having him on my team for obvious reasons. He's, he's a generational talent at wide receiver. But you know what? He's 30 anyway, right? He's only a couple years that we're going to have production at him to begin with. I just hope that he's, comes back at least by week four and is worth something. I mean, obviously I'm upset for somebody going into a damn ice chamber and not wearing proper foot gear. Obviously that upsets me. But, yeah, you know, that is what what it is. is. Yeah. Can't, can't, I mean, it's done. Arms is like my wife. We talk at the same time. Is what it is? (laughs) Pinch pro, give me Coke. (laughs) I buy nobody Coke. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully in this episode, one, we cut down on the echo. Two, we didn't miss a question. And three, hopefully we helped out anyone either thinking about jumping into an IDP league or helped out someone who recently jumped into an IDP league. Or hell, hopefully we helped out, helped out someone that has been playing IDP for a, a few years. And struggled. And struggled. So, I mean, it does take a few years to catch on. I'll be dead honest. Probably took me a solid 10 years before I got my stupid self to realize best starting lineup wins. Uh, Barring injury, because injuries happen. Competitive depth, as Niddle would have said, comes into play. You got to have solid depth, but you got to have that good starting lineup. If you get lucky and none of them get hurt, you're golden. But you got to play in for them to get hurt. So you got to have a good draft top to bottom. You got to have a good defense. Especially at linebacker, you can mix and match and plug and play defensive line and defensive back. But if you don't have a good starting trio of linebackers or two, if your weird ass league plays two, if you don't have them, it, it's going to be hard to win. You might make the playoffs and might think you're onto something, but you're never going to take the next step until you got a trio of stud linebackers. Agreed. Um, and, you know, defensive back. Like, if you have top flight DBs, like the best of the best, you can do real well. But it's it; they are so mix and match outside the the elite of the elite. I mean, Jamal Adams was not that great two years ago. No. Last thought: rookie linebackers, they're safe. Not all of them, but every single year, the learning curve's not the same at linebacker as it is at wide receiver, or quarterback or tight end linebackers are a lot like running backs read and react read and react if you yep. got a if you got a premier athlete and premier football IQ at linebacker if it's a rookie Devin White Devin Bush rookies in the past CJ Mosley Quan Alexander don't be afraid yeah, there's I mean, no reason to be afraid they're read and react they're not 
you know, it's not as intricate as throwing the ball. It's not as intricate as running a route. It's read and react. So if you got a guy that was drafted high and you believe is going to be a great linebacker coming out of college, don't be afraid to take him once the top five fall off. What I will say in, in regards to that, and with without giving too much for, of a future episode, I have both Devons in my top 15. Absolutely. Like that, that's how confident I am in those rookie Definitely. linebackers. They succeed. Tremaine yeah. Edmonds succeeded last year. Leighton Vander Esch. Darius Leonard, there was more. I mean, there was more than those three that succeeded. Jerome Baker succeeded. I mean, more than anything. Raquan Millen would have if he wouldn't have torn his ACL. I mean, there's Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith successes. Rookie linebackers, not as scary as rookies at other positions. One hundred percent agree. I mean, right if you look at this year's uh my my top fifteen, my top twenty, I got a lot of first and second year guys in there because right. I'm not afraid of the learning curve. And the guys who succeeded last year, I think they're going to do nothing more than learn the game better. That being said, you can't go too deep. You got to focus on the guys that were drafted in the top couple rounds. You can sprinkle in third and fourth round linebackers on your taxi squad and hope for the best. But Darius Leonard, second round pick. Uh, Leighton Vader first round pick. C.J. Mosley, I believe, was a first or second round pick. Yep. You know, Tremaine Edmonds was a late first, For I sure, believe. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there's a reason guys like that go in the top two rounds. There's a reason linebackers, middle linebackers. You see a middle linebacker go in the top two rounds of the NFL draft, worth a stab. Because middle linebackers are not as valuable to real NFL teams as outside linebackers. So, if they took those guys with a one or two, you can be damn sure they're going to be playing a lot of football. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Feel like we're on fire tonight. Uh, you know what? Been uh, especially Hux. Been a, uh, dude. He won't shut up. It's, I know. It's, I, a, it's I, annoying. I felt really good this episode. It's been fun. I'm really glad we had four people on this one. I, I, most fun night I've had in a while. It's. Uh, I, I've actually. I've enjoyed this episode. Um, I've enjoyed getting back into the IDP uh, swing of things. Yeah, I'm totally going to xnxx.com after this just because I'm so excited. Speaking of sponsor, xnxx. No. <laughs> But yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, things are picking up. Football is coming back. We've got preseason games. They were last night. Sorry we didn't talk about them more in depth. But listen, the truth is preseason, it's not Daniel as... Daniel Jones is not going to be the NFL MVP. Yeah, it's, hey, not, it's guys, not as fantasy relevant as you think. Aren't you guys going somewhere next weekend? Uh, Midwest Expo. Thank you, Hux. We will be in Canton, Ohio on the 18th. For the Midwest Expo with Ball Blast, Fantasy Footballers, Fantasy Fuel, Fantasy Football Roundtable, uh, among others. It'll Are the be nerds going to be up there? The Dynasty Nerds, yes, yeah. absolutely. They're throwing the after party. So we will be in Canton, Ohio. So if you want to swing by, meet me in arms and whoever else comes with us. We've got three part-time hosts. It's hard to tell who will be with us. But if you want to come by and meet us, by all means, come up. We'll be doing a live podcast at 4 o'clock on Sunday. That's going to be fun. And then we're also all getting together for an after party somewhere. I don't remember where, but we'll talk to you in person at the Midwest Expo about where. And you can have a beer with us. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're famous. He, some, something like that. In Southern Ohio, there's like 12 of our friends. They're like, oh, they do a pretty solid podcast, I heard. <laughs> I haven't listened, but I, I hear it's good. A buddy of mine, Randy Kennedy, came up to me. He said, I heard you do a pretty big podcast. I'm like, well, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> absolutely absolutely had somebody 88, like, 88 reviews deep i had somebody the other day at the bar is like 
So how do I find I'm like literally every single fantasy or every single podcast app? You don't even have to do that. You just got to Google the Back Row Fantasy Show. It'll take you where you need to go. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for putting up with a little more echo than normal. It's it's on its way to being remedied. Stick with us. It'll happen again. I sound like a freaking that Sarah McLaughlin song with all the puppies on it. The yes, commercial. Donate to us. Bark at back row fantasy show dot com. If you want to send a little uh, studio money to PayPal, you don't have to. No big deal. We're going to get it done regardless. That's that's the caveat. We're going to get it done regardless. Don't feel like you have to help. But one thing help, that- help helps. It helped us help, but just as valuable as that is, or that rate and review. You know, get, if you if you got it in your heart, give us the five stars. Put a little blurb out there. That's that's excessive, but that that helps helps us a lot. Gets us, you know, bumps us up the ratings. The more reviews we get, you know, kind of in sequence, the the higher we rate and the more we can grow. The more we can grow. I'm still doing the uh, helping animal for 25 cents. All right. Today. So, can you shut up and tell us to leave? Absolutely. For Thanks only for listening. 10 cents a month. <laughs> Mark's out. Good night. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.